Access granted. Wow! It's cowboy time. When I heard Ron Keel, I was like, whoa, no way. That can't be Keel. That can't be Ron Keel, the lead singer at Keel. You know, I was freaking out. Because I want to be a cowboy, baby. I am just a cowboy. Oh, man, it's always good to hear your voice on the radio. I know exactly what time it is. It's Ron Keel time! Good morning, you sexy devil. The boy is bound to get dirty when he's playing cowboy. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Eddie Trunk, and you're listening to my old buddy, the rock and roll outlaw, Ron Keel. You got that Welcome to the streets of rock and roll with your host, Ron Keel. Oh, hell yeah. Ground control, Metal Cowboy, you're cleared for takeoff. Let's do this. Your fearless front man reporting for duty. Thanks for listening, and I hope you're doing good. Ron Keel Band just got back from the first leg of our summer tour all the way from our hometown of Sioux Falls down to Kansas City, then up near the Canadian border. Always feels good to be back on the road and back on stage with my boys. This week I'm in the studio working on new music, so we're digging into the archives to rebroadcast a classic episode of The Streets of Rock and Roll. Looking back over the past 227 programs, We've had some amazing guests. Many of them are my heroes, and some of them are dear friends. And checking the archives for just the right rerun, this one jumped out at me. My last interview with Quiet Riot's Frankie Benali. At the time we spoke, Frankie had just publicly announced his battle with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. He kept that to himself for a long time and, and finally came out right before this interview happened. Less than a year later... He passed away, and this morning I thought, who wouldn't want to hear Frankie's cheerful voice again and celebrate that life and that music? So here we go with the previously broadcast edition of The Streets of Rock and Roll from October of 2019, featuring Frankie Benali. This edition of The Streets of Rock and Roll is brought to you by Go Go Tuners. These are the essential devices which all musicians must use. So get in tune and stay in tune with GoGo Tuners online at GoGoTuners.com. I want to thank the president of the company, Mike Mostert, for his support of the Ron Keel Band and this radio show. Mike Mostert and the GoGo Tuners family have just released a new all-star compilation featuring Mike, his friends, and some of the artists using GoGo products in the pole position this week. Links to buy the album are online at gogotuners.com. And the lead track, Can't Find My Way, is on the streets of rock and roll right here and now. Crank it up and keep it up.
This is Lita Ford, and I'm on the streets of rock and roll with Ron Keel.
can take it in the bedroom, I can take it in the living room, I can take it in the car, in the office, pretty much anywhere I need something. You're on the streets of rock and roll. anticipated rock anthem of 2021 has arrived 
The Dead Daisies return with Like No Other off the chart-topping album, Holy Ground. Glenn Hughes, Doug Aldrich, David Lowy, and Tommy Klepetos unleash Like No Other 2021. Get the album Holy Ground now and request Like No Other 2021 on your rock station. And check out tour dates kicking off June 23rd at thedeaddaisies.com. Holy Ground Like No Other 2021. The Dead Daisies 2021. We'll be back with brand new episodes of the Streets of Rock and Roll very soon. Right now, please enjoy a rebroadcast of this classic episode from the archives. Thanks for listening. Is this my rock and roll cowboy, Ron Keel? Is this my Hollywood cowboy, Frankie Benelli? <laughs> right on point, my friend. How are you? I am doing great. Great to talk to you, my friend. Uh, always great to chat with you. Let's do it. You got it.
That's a fresh cut from Quiet Riot, Heartbreak City, off their new Hollywood Cowboys album, out worldwide November 8th on Frontiers Records. But we've got the music and the man behind it on the streets of rock and roll right here and now. I'm joined on the phone by Frankie Benelli. Hello, old friend. It's great to talk to you. Thanks for the call. How you doing, my stellar uh, lead singing rock and roll fan? Man, I am doing great. I'm really excited to have you on the show. Long overdue. Uh, yeah, it's been quite a while since we've actually had a chance to chat, so it's really great to reconnect with you. It sure is, man. 36 years, Frankie. 36 years after Quiet Riot opened the floodgates for mainstream metal, for guys like me, and for a lot of other bands, you're still writing, recording, and releasing new albums like Hollywood Cowboys. How important is it to keep the creative wheels turning and putting out new music? Well, it's always been uh, a focus point for, especially for um, Kevin, uh, rest in peace, and, and myself, uh, right from the get-go. Uh, you know, we we went ahead and uh, and did the first um, three Quiet Ride records, uh, but you know, in the '90s. Uh, and in the uh, early 2000s, when um, it wasn't a real friendly atmosphere for for bands like Quiet Riot and for heavy metal and for hard rock, uh, we continue to release records because we, you know, it's it, we understand that the fans want to hear um, the songs that uh, that they grew up with, and we're more than happy to play anything from from the old Quiet Riot catalog. But it was important personally to us to keep moving forward and have things be fresh with new music and new direction, uh, whether anybody else uh, liked it or got it or not, it was irrelevant. It was something that we needed to do in order to, uh, to keep moving forward. I feel the same way. I believe one of the best ways to honor the past is by moving forward, and I admire you and any artist that does that. Your big, massive drum sound on Metal Health set the standard for every 80s hard rock album that followed so much so that even your engineer, Dwayne Barron, became somewhat of a Hollywood legend. You produced this new Quiet Riot album. The drums are still massive. How much of that old school recording technique are you still employing here in the modern age? Well, you know, when we went in to record the Metal Health record, um, 
Pasha uh, Studios and Dwayne, what they were doing was was dramatically different than what we ended up doing on the Metal Health record and the subsequent records that we did. Um, because the studio, the live room was a very small room, and you really couldn't call it a live room because, you know, it had shag carpeting on the walls and it had a, a drop down uh, acoustic ceiling. Um, and when I went in there, I went in there with that giant 26 inch bass drum. Uh, with no hole in the head and no nothing inside but air, uh, which was uh, which was a foreign recording style for for uh, Dwayne in that studio, um, and I went out and uh, illegally acquired uh, some sheets uh, of four by eight plywood from a local construction site, <laughs> and uh, and lined those up against the wall so I could get some reflection, and then I took all the acoustic paneling that was above the drums away so that we could get an extra couple of feet of height for the room mics and things like that. So, you know, that, that drum sound developed um, in part because of, of Duane's expertise in recording, uh, but also my attitude of bringing a live drum sound into the recording studio. Um, and I can I continue to record the drums analog. So, right. you know, um, all the lessons that I learned um, uh, even before going into the studio to record the Metal Health record, because I was fortunate enough to record at the old record plant, Studio C, uh, before the fire changed uh, that room dramatically. But that room was a great drum room, uh, and I went and recorded in there with Andy Johns, who had worked with everybody, but especially with Led Zeppelin. So it was a sound that had been in the making for a long time. We'll talk about the new record, Hollywood Cowboys, what it means to you, uh, the songwriting process, I know that you and Alex and Chuck are a really tight-knit family, and uh, tell me how that process unfolds. Do you do it live together in the same room, or are you mailing files back and forth? No. Initially, what happens is um, I have a writing partner who's also the the engineer that uh, that records the Choir Ride records, uh, Neil Citron, and and he and I have a really really good songwriting and personal relationship. So uh, a few months after after the Road Rage record came out, you know, we went in and started writing and and recording material, and so we wrote all the music. And what I did is I sent demos out to the band um, so they could add their DNA to it. Uh, and Alex did a phenomenal job, and uh, and Chuck is always stellar on bass. Um, and I sent those demos with uh, with Alex and uh, and Chuck on them uh, to James, and uh, James gravitated to five of the songs, but the other seven songs, of which four were key songs to me, um, was something that either he was unable to write to or not interested in writing to. Uh, and so I reached out to Jacob Button, who's one of my favorite uh, songwriters in the business, and he wrote the uh, lyrics and melodies and sang background on uh, Don't Call It Love, In the Blood, which is the video song, Heartbreak City and Devil That You Know. And then there was a couple of heavier tracks um change or die and uh and insanity and the first person that came to my mind was another friend neil turban uh and he wrote the lyrics and melodies and sang background vocals on those two tracks and then there's the the 
oddity song on the record, which is sort of a um, a blues-based song. And uh, and again, I reached out to another great songwriter, a friend, August Young, who I work with uh, uh, in the Mr. Jimmy Band with Jimmy Sakurai. And he wrote the lyrics and melodies and sang background vocals on uh, Don't Roll On. Um, so it developed from there. I'm speaking with Frankie Benelli, and he's talking about the songs on the new Quiet Ride album, Hollywood Cowboys. Frankie, you released a public statement this week regarding your battle with stage four pancreatic cancer. That statement's out there, not only in the rock media, but in the mainstream news as well. And I know I speak for every rocker on the planet when I wish you continued success with your recovery. You've missed some shows because of it. How excited are you to get back on stage and behind the drum kit? Oh, I can't wait. And as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm taking a, uh... Uh, we're playing the, the whiskey, uh, in West Hollywood this Saturday, October 26th. And, uh, I'm breaking out, uh, one of my classic vintage Ludwig 1976, uh, drum sets that I haven't played in probably two decades. Uh, so it's going to be a fun night and, uh, it's going to be a lot of the material from the metal health record, of course. Um, and some things from condition critical and QR3. Um, just to round out the uh, the the uh, back catalog, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Congratulations and welcome back where you belong. Can you comment on your personal decision to keep your condition quiet until now? Well, you know, I wanted to see. I mean, when when you are um, given a diagnosis that was as severe uh, and unexpected as it was. Um, rather than immediately go out and, uh, and put that out there. Um, I wanted to see how the situation was going to develop, uh, and how the treatments were going to develop. Um, so I wanted to give it, you know, I don't want to like just jump on it. I wanted to give it some time so that I would have something of significance, um, to, to let the fans and my friends know about. Um, so I waited and, uh, and, you know, uh, so far the treatments have been, uh, uh, as severe as chemotherapy is, um, uh, they have proven to, to be working so far and, uh, we just continue to move forward. I mean, I'm a, I'm a really positive person and, and I'm very grateful for the success that Choir Riot, um, has had. Uh, but nothing was ever given to me. Everything from when I was a kid in, uh, in New York, everything was always a, a struggle and a battle and a fight. Um, so I'm involved in the biggest fight of my life and, uh, I'm up to the task and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it as far as I can take it. No doubt. Man. And I gotta say, I'm, I'm really, I'm overwhelmed and incredibly humbled by the amount of of love and prayers and support that I've received, um, whether it's on Facebook or private messages or texts and emails, um, you know, worldwide. Uh, it's been a very humbling experience, and I'll tell you, it has recharged me even more um, to continue the fight. Good for you, man. Well said and highly commendable. Uh, Frankie, Kevin Dubrow is an icon. He was a friend of mine. And when Keel toured with Quiet Riot back in 86, Kevin and I even roomed together a few times on that tour, which is pretty much unheard of for the singer of the headliner to share a hotel room with the singer from the opening act. And anyone who's seen the Quiet Riot movie 
or knows you knows how you feel about Kevin and how you have carried on that legacy. If you haven't seen the movie, folks, what the hell is wrong with you? The Quiet Riot movie, highly recommended. But if, I don't have a question regarding Kevin Frankie, but I just can't conduct a Quiet Riot related interview on the show without mentioning him. Yeah, you know, you. I think it's important to understand that that you know Kevin and I were best friends, and and we had a couple of rough spots. Um, but the true measure of a friendship is when you can overcome um, personal and business difficulties and have a friendship that that resumed um, and was stronger even uh, at the time of Kevin's passing than it was when we first met. Um, and it's still, you know, every time I step on a stage. Um, because every, every time we got up on stage, you know, you got Kevin and I would go up at the same time on the same side of the stage. And for 27 years, all I saw was, you know, you know, my, my best friend in the world, Kevin singing in front of me and just knocking it out of the park every night. Um, and you know, when he passed, that was, a that was something that I had to deal with and reconcile with because, um, you know, it was, it was the end, not only the end of his life, but the end of, uh, of a relationship that was the best relationship I've ever had with a musician in my entire life. Wow. Well said, my friend. And with the succession of singers that Quiet Riot's had since you made the decision to move forward, and you're not trying to fill his shoes or replace him, I thought the One Night in Milan live album and DVD you released earlier this year, man, that's a great show, great product. And uh, it seemed like the band was once again stable with James Durbin up front, but I also saw you with Jizzy Pearl on the 2016 Monsters of Rock cruise, and I'm guessing that you're pretty happy to have Jizzy back fronting the band live. Yeah, no offense or disrespect to James because he's, he's a great singer and he's a great performer, but um, he he quit and he wanted to go on his own path. Um, and there were a couple of lead singers that that I had in mind um, to come into into Choir Riot, but before I would reach out to them, I wanted to check in with Jizzy and see if he would be interested in uh and coming back on board with Choir Riot because I've always I've always thought that that Jizzy was a, a great fit for Choir Riot and a great singer and a great performer um and and you know he's a force unto himself um and I was very pleasantly um uh and happily surprised that uh he was more than willing to come back on board, so we really replaced uh, replaced um, a singer with uh, with Jizzy uh, within 24 hours. Yeah, it's like rejoining the old family, and I uh, wish you all the best, continued success. Great new album, Hollywood Cowboys. Some of my personal favorites, Change or Die, Last Outcast. The website with tour dates, the movie trailer, and more is quietriot.band follow him on twitter at frankie benelli it is quiet riot it is hollywood cowboys the new album on frontiers records frankie benelli my very special guest on the streets of rock and roll this week much love and respect my friend thanks for the call thanks for the new music and i hope to see you on stage and backstage at a gig real soon be well my friend thank you for all the support i truly appreciate it experience rock in the fast lane with RFL Records. RFL is giving us great new music from Corners of Sanctuary, Softcore Suicide, and the debut full-length album from Jeff Carlson Band. 
Visit rflrecords.com for all these great releases and the RFL podcast, Talk in the Fast Lane. rflrecords.com. Hey, this is John Karabi, and you're listening to The Streets of Rock and Roll with Ron Keel. Streets of Rock!
back on the streets of rock and roll. This episode brought to you by Go Go Tuners. If you ain't in tune, you ain't GoGoTuners.com. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Frankie Benali as much as I did. Dude sounds strong, and he is so positive, and great to share that conversation with my people here on the streets of rock and roll. Another big headline in my life recently is the re-release of our 1986 and 1987 Keel albums on Rock Candy Records. And I gotta say, the remastering on these classic Keel albums that are now, what, 32, 33 years old, just sounds amazing. The, the remastering is, is state-of-the-art. They look great. 16-page color booklets and fully remastered audio. I'm excited to hear how they sound on the radio, so let's crank some up. Mandatory Keel from the 1987 self-titled album, Don't Say You Love Me. Well, you can say it if you want to.
Hey, this is Paul Stanley from KISS. No one rocks like the resident rock star, Ron Keel, the metal cowboy. So, so uh, maybe the last thing we should do that I'm involved in should be the Rock and Roll National Anthem. You know, we've traveled the world. Everywhere we go, it's the anthem. So we'll play it here. Stand up. If you believe in rock and roll, you stand up for what you believe in. Party! 
That's how we roll. Another great hour disappearing in a cloud of dust in the rearview mirror. Thank you so much for riding shotgun. Thanks to all our affiliate stations broadcasting the show worldwide. Find those links at streetsofrockandroll.com. Huge thanks to Frankie Benelli for calling in and opening up in that interview. Much love and respect to that guy always. And thanks to all of you. Without the listeners, I wouldn't have a show. So I appreciate you more than I can say. You're our people, and I'm your fearless front man, clocking out with my rock out. As always, it's been a blast, a pleasure, an honor, and a thrill rocking your speakers. Until next time, live the rock, Sheldon! Correct. All right, how you doing? This is uh, Quiet Riot Hollywood Cowboy Frankie Benelli with uh, the mighty Ron Keel on the Rock and Roll with Ron Keel show. Streets of Rock and Roll with Ron Keel. Ah, sorry, <laughs> again. <okay. laughs> uh, hey, how you doing? This is uh, Frankie Benelli, Quiet Riot Hollywood Cowboy, chatting with uh, Mr. Ron Keel, the original metal cowboy, on the street.